as a small potatoes artist, if I can get a thousand streams, if I can break that cursed like less than a thousand <laughs> like mark that shows everyone that you're a little bitch, yeah. like if I can break that in even a week, I would shit my pants, dude. <laughs> Central. I'm your host, St. Alvin. Uh, giving a shout out to my boy Ryan. He's over on Mercy Ship, um, saving whales. Uh, I don't really know what he's doing. No, I think he's out there like doing surgeries. Very important work. I'm sorry to belittle it with my jokes. Anyway, um, we're here. We are um, about a week or nine days when this comes out from my actual release of my first single. Uh, May 6th, mark your calendars, um, tell Siri to remind you. We know you don't really have an excuse to forget things anymore today. If you, if you forget things today, it's because you're incompetent and you can't be like, Hey Siri, put this in my calendar. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. So if you forget things, you're the problem with the world. But anyway, uh, my new single's coming out. I'm excited. This is my first single as a solo artist. Some of you don't know, um, St. Aubin has been an entity for like, I don't know, like 10 years or so. No, it can't be 10 years. It might be, hey, swishy jacket man, can you not move? We all can hear you. You can hear it? Yeah, dude. Damn, bro. Yeah, take that shit off, man. Jeez. Um, no. <laughs> Um, no, so I, um, I, I don't know, maybe eight years. I think it was probably like 24, but, uh, St. Albans started with me and a buddy. Um, and then throughout the eight years, we've kind of changed and evolved. And then, uh, basically the guy, the two other guys who were in the band, they went their separate ways. And since St. Albans is my last name, I just decided to stick around, uh, and be in it. And, you know, I just, I've been thinking a lot uh, Bob left sets is a writer, that I follow, I like him a lot. I like a lot of his work. He's a he's a dude who gets. I think he's a boomer for sure, but he um, not in a negative sense, but he's like an actual boomer. Or is, or is boomer? Oh, boomer's like the negative connotation. I think so right? at this point. I yeah, don't, yeah, not originally, but, but that but that's not what they're called. Baby boomers. Oh, it is. So it's like half of their names. So it'd be like if I was called a lineal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there it is. Or an ennial. Uh, ennial. There it is. Um. But he writes a bunch, um, and he wrote an article uh, basically like, bands are dead, um, which I tend to agree with. Um, and before I, I go on my rant and talk shit, I want you to know, if you want to be in a band, by all means, be in a band. Like, I'm a libertarian when it comes to what people want. Like, do what you want. Do what makes you happy. If, if it's like playing in a band with buddies... Like, for sure. There's nothing better than that. But being, if you're trying to make it in music today, being in a band is so complicated. I mean, like, just St. Alban itself, I think we went through, I want to say throughout the lifespan of the band, we went through, like, 12 different members. We started, it was a two-piece, 
and then we were four piece, and then two of those guys left. We brought in another person, and the, oh man, twelve's generous. Okay, maybe like six. But anyway. I've also got an official number crunch, uh, thanks to Musical Family Tree. What? We, what? Uh, Twenty thirteen is the official uh, starting year of St. Aubin. Oh really? Oh fuck, dude. That's so ten years is coming up. up. Ten years. Getting old as shit. Um, but yeah, so we, I mean, we had people in it, uh, in and out, in and out, in and out. And it was really me and my buddy, uh, shout out to Fred. Um, we did it for, uh, we were probably the most committed, but when you deal with bands, it's like, I, the thing I always had a hard time, um, with a lot of the, with other people, like having other members is just like, sometimes they're not as committed as you are. They're not carrying the load. And a lot of it too is like you don't you don't have to be, you don't have to be super committed. But I think a, a lot of it's just on me. Like I wasn't I wasn't communicating. I wasn't letting people know what I wanted. Um, I mean, it's just it, it just takes a lot of work to be in a band, um, and the commitment levels is just something when I you know, and this is even before money is involved. This is all before. This is all just writing songs, having a good time. Um, and you haven't even made it yet. It's just hard to keep people in a band who are excited about it. Because at some point, it's like, you know, everybody wants to be the front man. Like, everybody wants the most attention. Uh, there, there are there is a select few, but they're locked down in bands already that don't care. They're just like, I just want to play. I want to have a good time. But not me. Daddy needs to be in front. He needs to be front and center. You know, the whole show, the whole shebang. Everyone needs to watch him. But yeah, dude, it's just hard. And like you would, I don't know, you would like want to do things. And then like if I wanted to play a show back in the day, you had to have the band play. And if the band couldn't play or one of the members couldn't play, you couldn't play the show. Now I can play almost any show. I just have to, you know, call my list of, drummers or synth players or guitar players and then they can show up but i just it's it man it's so hard it's so hard to make it in music and i think probability says that solo artists will rise to the top um because it's just way easier you don't need a band like you used to dude you could like you can do everything on a laptop every single thing you want to record you can do it on a laptop i well, when I first started, I was like against MIDI and everything. It was just like drums, bass, guitar. And even to like find the song, you had to just like beat it out. You had a bunch of guys in the room. That sounds a little weird, but you had to like, you just had a bunch of dudes in the room playing, you know? Whoa! Whoa! Uh, yeah, you just had to have a bunch of guys in the room playing, or girls. Girls can play too, that's fine. And try to figure out the song, but now you can buy a laptop. It has some sort of recording software on it. You can get any recording software. There's there's a bunch of free stuff out there, and all you need is a microphone. And if you're really poor, you can just use the computer mic. And if you're really poor, you can just use your phone. It's like music's so much easier to make than it was. But then, you know, let's say, let's say you, you get some success, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, now we have to split the money three four different ways um, as opposed to paying hired guns, which can be cheaper in the long run, but it's just hard, dude. It's like super hard. And then you deal with like royalties. Cause like, so like me, I have 
any song that I wrote back in the day, anybody who was a part of it is technically a, a contributor or, or, or they are a part owner of the song. And like when you first start off, dude, you're just writing songs, you're having fun. And then when, once you record it, it's copywritten. And then, but now then if you want to take it serious, like that's when things get weird and people start suing each other. It's like how many bands have sued each other? You know, they're like all good buds and then whatever happens and they just start suing people. It just, I don't know. It's really hard. I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah, and then I think too, it's just like a lot. If if you do make it, people want a face, you know. They want they want a singular person that represents the brand. They don't necessarily want all four people. Maybe this dude can be on Drummer Magazine, but like the front man is probably gonna be on the magazine, and he's also whoever wrote the song's gonna get more money than the people who didn't, you know. But if you want to be in a band, I just, like, do it. Hopefully you can find committed people and then split everything down the middle. Like, don't – nobody thinks they'll sue each other. Like, I, I don't make any money. None of my friends make any money. Like, we don't care. But as soon as someone starts making money and then you're like, yo, hey, like, I didn't get paid. I haven't got nearly as enough as you have. It's just – I don't know. You were in a band. We didn't make any money either. You didn't so make any money. An issue. Yeah, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem it. If you want to have a career, I think now is the best time to be a solo artist. You don't need to be in a band anymore. It's just too hard. It's too hard to be in band. Unless somebody has a van, then be in a band, you know, and then kick them out once you make it. Yeah. There's also, um, I mean, if you if the live experience is what you're wanting to get out of a band. I know so many solo artists that have a band, technically, that they use the same people every show. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, you're probably going to play every show with me. Right. Isaac. Like, you and Isaac are probably my main. Like, you will be there every step away. So, like, is it a band? Yeah, but it's like, it's the best. Hired guns are the best way forward. Because I get to make all the decisions the hired guns, their ego's not involved, you know? And if, if like, the best hired guns are the ones who will, like, give you feedback. They're just like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? But hired guns over bands any day of the week. Unless you have a songwriting partner or something like that, that that's where, the, yeah, something come, different comes into play there. Yeah, but, they, yeah, then don't, yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, I think do, you could do duos, like, two people in a band, but... I don't know, but who's singing it? Does it matter? It does. It does matter, dude. I don't know. It's just something I've been thinking about. It's like there's definitely been challenges like now that I have to do everything by myself. Well, that was something with my band. Um, when we first recorded, we had some connections that were like, we're going to talk to some managers, but you guys are probably going to have to pick one person to sing. Sure. Because two of us sang, which... I based on the history of music, I thought that was ridiculous, and for what we were doing, but that people were dude very specific about that. But that's what you do. It's just like the labels, all these man. There's a bunch of leeches. Not all of them. There's some good ones out there. If you want to manage me, look at me. But like, <laughs> no, it's like a lot of them are a bunch of leeches. I've had buddies who have like made it really far, and then they get you in like a separate room and just like, hey man, like you don't need those guys you know you can because they want to manage a singular person because it's way easier 
and it's probably way easier to control somebody, you know? Like, what happened to fun? Gone. Gone. Because someone wanted to go have his own fun. Guess what happened? Nothing. He got a song with Pink. He got a song with Pink, which is great, you know? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think the people who listen to Pink are, you know, definitely deep into their 40s. Hands down. Maybe mid-30s. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, man, like if the labels get a hold of you and they just like divide and conquer like that's their that's their whole at least from talking to a handful of friends who have like gone to that place but it's not like it's there's challenges of like now i have to market it i have to do all my social media i have to do all the press releases i have to do so much and it's a lot it's for sure a lot it's definitely nice to have a band for for that but i think you could find like i mean you and i were helping each other i have other friends who will like help me you you don't necessarily need a band for that if you just have a supportive like artistic community you can probably you know that's the key thing right is you have to have a community of some kind whether it's a band or whether it's other people around yeah. you that are going to help you out because like for example i'm not I'm not making money from shows right now. Like neither of us are making a ton of money from shows. So there's not like when you say hired guns, it's not like we're just paying out people yeah, yeah, yeah. hundreds of dollars for the gig. Right. Like we're doing it because we're friends. Yeah. And yeah. No, hundred percent. But yeah, dude. And it's just like, it, if you want to make money, there's no, there's barely any money in music anymore. Like if you want to make like a, like a something livable just off of streams, you're going to have to be in like, few millions a few hundred million streams give like if you want to make a living your song and then like if, if you're there you're playing shows you're probably getting like brand deals you're getting a bunch of other stuff um but other than that man it's just like man if you're making let's say a band is making 100k a year they have a manager that manager takes 10 percent. you know so that's 90k and then a, t a tour manager let's say they take i don't know i'll just say 10% just cuz i'm not good at math that's like 80 grand and then that's assuming all these other expenses that are probably coming out and then taxes as well i mean that's i mean 30% 25% taxes let's say so like 25% of 80 is you know, 20 so that leaves 60 grand for four people, I mean, 15K each. Yeah. And that's like, that's not a lot of money. Whereas, like, if I did it, if I made 100K, if you make 60 grand, that's, that's like 60 grand for me. Yeah. And that's like livable. That's, I mean, depending on where you are, that's super livable. I don't know. I, uh, I, I wouldn't be in a band. Uh, I would probably, I would do fun projects, like write songs with people and maybe play like a local show, but like, that's a fun project. I'm not like, this is my main thing. If it was my main thing, dude, I just don't, I don't think I could do the band thing. It looks like it would take 20 million streams a year to make 60 grand. 20 million streams a year. Okay. Yeah, I was to I make was, 60 grand a year. I was fairly off, but yeah, no, I mean, but yeah, that's then that's, a lot, that's a lot of streams. Yeah. That is a lot of streams. And it's just like, and I mean, Spotify, none of the streaming companies, they don't pay 
they pay hardly anything, you know, because because Spotify or the the labels got into bed with Spotify and and, and they sold out all of their ro- all the royalties for equity in the company. Because labels don't care. They just want money, you know. A lot of people complain about Spotify, man. They complain that they just don't, like, it doesn't pay enough. And it's, like, like killing the artist. But it's, like, I, I, I agree. I 100% agree that, the, that Spotify doesn't pay enough. But it's an incredible tool. Like, before Spotify, I couldn't, like, the only way you could do something that's like on iTunes and like there's so much data. If you want to be successful in music, you got to figure out a way to read data. I know it's boring, but like Spotify, every time you put out a song, it will tell you where all your streams are from and you can collect that data to tour. Like a lot of people, we just tour, we, they tour a city to city just because like, Oh, this sounds fun, but nobody ever comes. But if you actually have the data to back it up, it shows you like, oh, I have like a couple hundred uh, monthly listeners into Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, let's go play a show. Or like Des Moines, Iowa. Like go go ahead and play. Maybe you can assume like 3 to 5% conversion rate. Maybe. I don't even know. But Spotify, I mean, for me, Spotify, it's just such a godsend of like marketing, data. You learn so, so much. Uh, I do wish they would pay more. I really do wish they would pay more, but I don't think uh, it's in the future. But I also like, I, I, I'm, I think the internet has just, it's the creator economy. If you're trying to have a, a, an artistic career and you're not, you don't have multiple outlets to have income, I think, I think you're limiting yourself. I mean, like, you should have, if you can talk, you should probably try to have a podcast. Um, if you create something, you should probably have a Patreon. If you, you should, you should Twitch stream or YouTube stream, like, you know, whatever it is. Um, there's so many different ways for artists to make money. Uh, it used to be all the money was in, you know, album sales and touring. And it's still some, and merchandise. And some of it's still there. But now those things, Three things are still on the table, but there's so many. Like, you should have a YouTube channel. Like, it blows my mind when you don't have a YouTube channel. Artists need to figure out how to transfer their medium to video. The world is just, it's a its a video medium. Everything has become video. And if you can't figure out how to have some sort of video presence, your likelihood of having a career is so small. That's, I don't know, that's at least just what I've learned and just like reading stuff. You can't, you can't depend on the old mediums. The world constantly changes and you just have to keep changing with it. And if you're unwilling to do that, the probability is just like, it's tiny. It's minuscule. Dude, I don't know how these radio hosts do this. Like I am talking and it's like I, I, you know, ate a, an entire like, pack of cotton swabs my mouth is so dry it's like the sahara desert i don't even fuck man i think you're dehydrated that might be the problem that could also i haven't (laughs) drank like water all day but i'm like talking like how did rush limbaugh do this he like talked for like like hours hours and hours and hours a day he guzzled water should have seen him off mic 
I guess. I guess, but um, yeah. Um, so yeah. So my singles coming out. Uh, my strategy. This is the first time I'm actually, um, I'm trying social media marketing. Uh, I have a friend who's gonna help me out a lot, which I'm looking forward to. I, I, I could be wrong, but the world runs on Duncan. On Duncan. Duncan, baby. Duncan, look at me. Sponsor me. I'm a thick boy. Ooh, ooh. Um, I think marketing is like the secret sauce. I think that's what's missing. I think marketing, social media marketing has replaced touring. Um, touring for exposure. Um, you know, you could tour. I don't think, I think I've maybe made 50 bucks on a tour. And that was probably solo. When I was in a band, we maybe made a couple hundred bucks, but, but, um, you don't have to tour anymore. I like, I think touring comes after you have something popping online. I would like to go on a tour. It probably, let's just say you did a five day run, a hundred bucks a day, give or take that's gas, that's food, depending on how many people are in it. So that's like 500 bucks. And you're probably playing in rooms that nobody's even there. So it's like, okay, you could do a five-day run and nobody's there and spend 500 bucks and maybe make 300 bucks, which you're not really making anything. You're losing $200. Or you can put a bunch of video content together and put $500 into marketing. And that hopefully leads more people to your, you know, whatever social media outlet you're using. And then hopefully in like three years, if you keep doing that, you could start selling tickets on the road. I think we need like we're, we're such a generation of like, I don't know, generation where artists tend to like they want it now. They want the immediate gratification. And it just it doesn't happen anymore. It just doesn't happen anymore. You have to. My hope is that if I keep writing good songs. If I keep putting out good content, if I keep making good videos um, and keep up some sort of marketing strategy uh, within three to five years, I will have some sort of career or be much further along than I ever did. I mean, I dude, I've, I feel like I've done all the stuff that you're supposed to do, you know, just like put on an album, go play shows. And it's just like. Granted, like I could not, I, I probably wasn't that good, so that's definitely a thing. But it's just like, there's better ways to make it today, and that's what I'm trying to do. So, we will see. Uh, I'm going to be doing a pre-save ad um, on all socials, and then probably like a post or like a it's out. The song's out now. So, uh, I don't. Do you want to share some of your metrics that you were talking about? I mean, you Nathan just released a single, Spring Term. Um, which I wrote for him and, um, <laughs> Ghost he, he, um, yeah, you, so you released it Friday, right? Um, I've done, I mean, I don't have a big budget, but I, I started running a few Facebook and Instagram ad campaigns, just like you know, 75 to a hundred bucks. Um, and it's, the song's been out four days now, five days. Um, and I, I don't know the exact split between organic kind of like local streams sure. and what the ads have gotten me yet, 
but it's definitely gotten me a lot of traffic. I've, you know, people have clicked on the link to my ad like a thousand times. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't translate to a thousand listens necessarily because people have to go through and listen to a certain percentage of the song or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, and that's people, I can choose which countries they're coming from and, and there's a whole world that you can dive into how many, that, how many streams have you gotten is this just spotify too yeah i'm just talking about spotify right now but uh yeah i'm around 800 streams and i'm starting from scratch yeah. too so yeah you don't i mean you don't have a following or anything that's a, yeah. like as a small potatoes artist if i can get a thousand streams if i can break that cursed like less than a thousand <laughs> like mark that shows everyone that you're a little bitch yeah. like if i can break that in even a week I would shit my pants, dude. I would I would be overjoyed. Absolutely overjoyed. Yeah, I think Facebook ads, at least I had this, just marketing in general, I would say with music, it feels like inauthentic in some way. Yeah, like as, a, as an artist, it feels impure. 100%. But also, that's, I'm trying to run a business. Yeah, so. dude, that's the way the game's played. We have this crazy idea that like, People are going to care about my art because it's my art and it's special. But, like, nobody's going to hear your art because you didn't put any money into it. Like, every product that we, like, have and love, the vast majority of them, we have them because someone put a ton of money into marketing it to us. So, it's like, it doesn't devalue your art. It's just, like, that's how businesses are run. Businesses don't just make money because they start a business and put it out into the world. They make money because they have a business plan and they have a marketing budget. I think all of us though love the love the fairy tale of the Billie Eilishes who put their song on SoundCloud and it blows up magically. Yeah, but, but this is the thing we don't know about Billie Eilish. It's like did did that just happen or did she have something else behind her? Right. Like, but that's the story that we want to believe, and even as and artists, it's, and it's probably a bunch of horseshit, dude. They don't like they they like it because they want to keep feeding this like this crazy like oh it can happen to you. No, it fucking can't, dude. It's just not gonna happen. I I just don't think it's gonna happen. I think like most labels put one point one to two million dollars into an artist just to break them. And then I was just I heard a video of T Pain the other day. He was saying, like, if you don't put, I think it was, like, a quarter of a million dollars into a single, you won't be able to compete with anybody. But the thing is, it's just, like, we don't see the behind the scenes. So, like, even you, like, people are going to see your song's probably going to break a 1,000 in 10 days, something like that. People look at that, like, oh, wow, that's amazing. But they didn't see that you put money behind it. Totally. I just, it, Billy Eilish is probably an industry plant. Probably. I mean, she lived in L.A., her parents were in the some sort of industry. I don't know. Who cares? She's still good. That doesn't just because you're an industry plant like doesn't mean you're yeah. not good. You gotta like. And also, it's like let's say you paid your way to the top. You still gotta stay on the top. You can't just keep paying and be on the top. It, eventually, people are gonna be like, "Oh, this isn't good." But like, good. Like, if you can pay and be good, like you're you're gonna you're gonna be a legend. You know, you'll have a career for a long time. Right. Me rub you wrong time. Hey. That's racist. You laughed at an Asian person. It's fine. Um so uh I guess big news in the world. Uh Elon Musk 
just bought Twitter, which is kind of crazy to me. I, I heard about it. I didn't think it was going to happen just because it's like, it just seems, I don't know. It just seems like a movie, you know, like this, like this Tony Stark esque billionaire is just out there trying to save free speech, you know? Um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I, I have, a, I have like mixed feelings about it. Part of me does see that there's like, particularly when the CEO of Twitter talks about like, yeah, we don't adhere to free speech, which that's kind of crazy. Um, but also the other part of me is like, I don't know how I feel that a billionaire can just like buy something that you could argue is a public utility, you know? And he just bought it because he wanted to, and he, and he took it private. That's like a scary idea from a print. Like when I, when I, when I think of my principles, I try to like hold on to them on both sides. Like, let's say Putin bought Twitter. I would like, that's, that's a problem, you know? So I just, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm making sense. Does that make sense? I'm just trying to like apply my, cause I think people tend to not apply their principles if you're not on your team. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. But it just seems like, I mean, like, I, I'm just like, the day it happened, I got on Twitter. Conservatives are just like, yes, this is a victory for democracy. And then all the liberals are like, this is a bad day for democracy. So it's like, it, I don't know. It, it, people's perspectives are, it's so fascinating to me that like, if it's your team, like, this is great. If it's, if it's not your team, this is this is a terrible day, but I don't know. I out of all the billionaires to buy a social media platform like this, I think Elon is the one who seems to be actively trying to make the world a better place, as opposed to deep in his pocketbooks. Granted, I don't know everything he does, um, but like I mean, you think of like Zuckerberg, the dude looks like a stick of butter, you know, like he's there. He locked me out of my Facebook account. Thanks, Zucky. Um, I don't know. He just he's he just buys other people's ideas because he can't think of any more. Um, Jeff Bezos. I mean, you know, homie was like moved a historical bridge so he can get his fucking yacht through. Like, I don't know. Like Elon's ask actually like he's trying to colonize Mars. I think maybe try to save the Earth first, but like. At the same time, he's actively trying to, like, every decision he makes, it seems that it's for the better of humanity. Again, I don't know. I don't know everything that he does. But we'll see how it goes. I think, in general, I'm a fan. He got the sign of approval from Jack Dorsey. I mean, good, says, old, good old Jack. Quote, Elon is the singular solution I trust. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think in some ways maybe making a company like, I don't know, see, if somebody else that I didn't like privatized it, I'm like, uh-oh, we're in trouble. But um, I don't know. I mean, Twitter is, is kind of like, it's the news. It's like the, it's the central hub for news. Um, so I think having someone like Elon who's who's pretty open to ideas that are differing i think that's good what do you got 
Well, when I was looking at that Jack Dorsey headline, I clicked on his name and I, this picture came up. So, oh uh, yeah, I Jack Dorsey is an interesting dude. He looks like he's always on ayahuasca. That's what he like. He's constantly on some sort of trip. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm optimistic. Um, but we'll see. I if people stop melting down. It's fine. The world like get off the internet. Everyone's just like, oh, the world's a terrible place. Like, but you know, just talk to a friend, talk to a na- have a neighbor over for dinner. Things are fine. Let's end up what positive notes. That's how we should start any of the podcasts on a positive note. Because I can, I can get a little fiery and complain. Um, I don't know what's positive though. So maybe next time I'll think of something to end. You're positive that dinner with friends is a good thing. I am positive that dinner with a friends is a good thing. I'm also positive that like, if this is, of course, I'm going to start talking about this. The problem with like politics is just like infiltrated everything. Um, and people don't seem to know how to disagree with each other. And the crazy thing is, is when I talk to my conservatives friends, like they blame everything on the left. And I talk to my liberal friends and they blame everything on the right, but nobody, none of them on either side has a good friend in their life who is on the opposite side of the aisle. It's because they're not talking to each other. And all they, the only information they consume is what the media or what their algorithm tells them, which is going to feed you the fear porn that, oh, this crazy white nationalist did this. Oh, this crazy like Antifa person did this. It's like, they're not nearly as bad. Like, like the left in general, what they want they just want like the poor and the marginalized to be taken care of. And the right in general, they just want to be left alone. And those are two like incredible things and we should fight for them. And but we also have way more in common, dude. We have way more things in common. People are trying to be good parents, they're pr- trying to be good uh, uh siblings, they're trying to be good employees, they're trying to be like ha- be a good friend. Like that's what the vast majority of people in this country uh, we're all trying to do something better, but we let stupid fucking like culture war stuff like separate us. It's dumb. That's it. I don't know. I'm done. I was going to say positive note, but now I got all uh, flustered. Anyway, speaking of how awful the algorithm is, hopefully the algorithm will be bringing you a Facebook ad for the St. Aubin hey, yeah, campaign. Yeah. St. Aubin, <laughs> uh, my single's coming out May 6th. Um, thanks for listening. Like and subscribe. Uh, text this to a friend. That's probably the best way to do it. Uh, text something to a friend. Uh, I'm trying to make a living uh, off of talking and singing. So that's it. All right, Daddy's out. Bye bye.